and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 148. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me today in the studio, we have a returning guest, Evan Rash. Hey, Kip, thanks for having me again. It's great to have you back, and I'm especially excited for our conversation today because we're going to be talking about what music is allowed to say, and maybe in that, what musicians are allowed to say through their music. And I'm excited to talk to you because you have a very prominent relationship with music. And before we go any further, would you describe what that relationship looks like, feels like in your everyday life? So I've been playing guitar since I was about 13 and been writing music since then. I also played piano before that and clarinet before that. It's just always been an integral part of my life and what I do in my free time. And definitely just has a lot of personal significance to me as far as when I write music, it's my primary form of expression. I always say like me writing songs is sort of like a diary. It's a way that I can get the most like personal things in my life and things I'm working through or good things in my life. I feel that I can express things in a more pure form through songwriting than through prose or just writing it in a diary. So music and interacting with music is just a very important way in which I process things I'm going through in my life or just come to a greater understanding of myself. And when I came to you with this prompt about what music is allowed to say and what musicians can say that maybe people in conversation are not allowed to and would be considered inappropriate, where did your mind go? What were some of your first thoughts? And were there any particular musicians or songs that came to mind as being very edgy in their lyrics or their content? Well, I think the first thing that I thought of was hip-hop music, especially mainstream hip-hop nowadays and the way that it sort of talks about partying and women and certain things in a very unfiltered, often profane way. For me, it seems like a lot of people, when listening to mainstream hip-hop, they're able to ignore the profanity in, in the music or the misogyny in it. I would say I know a lot of my peers who listen to hip-hop, but don't necessarily agree with everything that's said in the music. And I think that's very interesting. I'm not exactly sure what that implies or what that means. It seems like people have a way of tuning out the lyrics a lot of times with popular music nowadays. That's a really interesting point. And there is a curious relationship in mainstream listeners of music because a lot of it, as you've said, contains profanity or certain vulgar themes or misogynistic ideals, racist ideals, very problematic words or phrases that the artists intend often in an artistic way that perhaps listeners cannot fully appreciate. And I'm especially intrigued by your point that certain listeners who are upstanding, kind, generous, compassionate people who seek to understand and support others might still listen to very problematic songs with lyrics we would not say or approve of in other contexts. As a personal example, I've been a fan of Eminem since my junior year of high school, and I've really enjoyed his lyrical abilities, his understanding of wordplay and how words work, but we'd be lying to ourselves if we said that his lyrics were not problematic, misogynistic, and very, very degrading to a number of people. There are homophobic terms that he uses and various other turns of phrase that in different contexts would make me very uncomfortable. And I don't know if I can entirely parse out why I am comfortable listening to and even singing along to or rapping along to certain songs of his or other examples of music that could be considered problematic or offensive. And as a theory that I would love your insight on, I think even compassionate people still have psychological elements, maybe in the subconscious or somewhere else in the mind, that seek a certain form of disobedience and chaos, 
which is not to say that they are bad people, but much like the stereotypical college student who loves to party on the weekends or maybe at other times, I think all of us have a desire on some level to let loose, to be free from certain social or societal constraints. And I think one might rationalize very easily the idea that if you sing along to a four-minute, very offensive song, out of a 24-hour day, you're not a bad person necessarily. You are briefly participating in something that could be offensive. And so while I don't agree with Eminem's lyrics that are very, very troubling, and in one of his songs, Love the Way You Lie, he threatens to beat a woman as well as to tie her to a bed and light the entire house on fire, which is in no way an appropriate or respectful ideal, and yet millions of people have listened to and continue to listen to his music as well as the music of various other artists, and I don't mean to single out Eminem, But do you think that more offensive lyrics or maybe even offensive artists or groups allow people to temporarily participate in a sort of pressure valve type system that permits momentary offensive behavior without entirely corrupting the individual? I think that's a question that you could answer in a lot of different ways. Take the example we're currently using, an artist like Eminem in the genre of hip hop. I think censorship or lack of censorship, is a very integral part to the culture of the music. And a lot of times the lyrical matter being vulgar or profane can reflect the way that the person who is making that music talks in real life. A lot of times hip-hop and rap, it seems like it can be like a very confessional. It's very honest. It's very raw. And I think that raw quality is more palpable when you're able to just say really whatever it is is on your mind. And I think that is one of the ways in which artists would justify saying the offensive and maybe aggressive or outlandish things that they say in music. And I think that's a lot of what's groundbreaking about that genre of music. Although I would say someone like Eminem, though he has some just very violent and offensive language in his music, I believe a lot of times his message is one that's more significant than, say, hip-hop that you hear now on the radio, which uses maybe similar language with less lyrical significance, honestly. I think that in the lyrics of hip-hop specifically, for the purpose of this conversation, the lyrics can often be a reflection of things that that person has seen or heard that they don't necessarily think or have said personally. A lot of times, artists have described hip-hop as being like a reporter and you're talking about things that are happening around you and sort of reporting on it and talking about it. You know, they talk about people being killed by cops because that's a thing that they see a lot of in disenfranchised black neighborhoods. So a lot of times you'll hear things in music and it's coming out of the voice of the artist. And it seems like you could make the case for, oh, that person is promoting this negative ideal. But a lot of times it's more just them talking about things that they've seen in their lives. So I think that the reason a lot of people can listen to this kind of music and still not necessarily agree with the things that are being said, the reason for that is to have a very black and white mentality and think, well, whatever this person is saying in this music is exactly what they believe. Things are just much more complicated than that, especially with this genre of music. It's a lot more about the experiences you've had than it is trying to promote your own personal ideal through your music. So I think that's the reason a lot of times people can be forgiving of offensive language or saying things that seem quite socially unacceptable. And since age 13, you've had a number of experiences in writing music and crafting both lyrics and melody in the songs that you compose. I'd really love to know, especially in a lyrical sense, 
how you thought about writing music. And if you do think there are certain things, as you've said, making music a diary that you cannot express in any other medium. And if those messages you've hoped to contain have ever towed or crossed certain lines for other people. I think that they maybe have. Although I definitely try and write music that reflects things that I've seen and experienced. And I think we're taking a more extreme example with looking at artists like Eminem or music like hip hop, because lyrically, as far as profanity and offensiveness, I just think that genre is probably the most rich with that kind of lyrical subject matter. For my music, there have been times where I'm sitting down working out a song or something like that, and I'll have to think twice about writing a line and because I'm thinking, well, people are going to hear this and it might be something very personal. It's not necessarily offensive, but it could be something that's happened to me that could be a touchy subject for somebody else for me to put that in a song. But it's definitely something that's crossed my mind. And there have definitely been times when I've made the decision to put something in a song because it's a song and it's not me saying something in my life. And I think there's some forgiveness of what you say or the way you say it in a song because it's a form of expression. And I think people see that as pure emotion and people aren't always thinking about the implications of what you're saying as much when they're hearing music. Because in a conversation that you and I might have, something I say is just something I say to you. And you're going to take the meaning of that for what it is. But let's say I was feeling very angry at you, Kip, and I wanted to express that. In person, if I were to say, you really make me angry sometimes and I really just want to punch your face, that would be pretty inappropriate. And I think you would feel genuinely threatened by me. But if I were writing a song and the whole song had been dealing with feelings of inadequacy or insecurity or something, and I mentioned something about wanting to hurt somebody, in the context of what I've been talking about, of feeling sort of insecure or less than, you could understand why the character in this song would say or do something like that. And it's almost like when you're watching a movie and you see a character punch their best friend, well, given everything that's happened prior to that in the plot, you're probably not just going to think, oh, well, that guy is a jerk. You're probably going to be like, oh, wow, this happened because of the event that occurred before that. So I think it applies to songwriting in the way that people are looking for the bigger picture and they're not always looking for the nitpicky little lines here and there that might be offensive on their own. That was really well said, and I especially like your point that people listening to music are not necessarily looking for the textual or verbal context that is being given. They're trying to look for a bigger picture, and in many cases, there is an emotional avenue or a thread between the performer and the audience, which does not necessitate verbal clarity at times. I think people enjoy, and very understandably so, getting swept away by the music and just feeling it not necessarily thinking about what's being said. And the paranoid part of my brain says that that allows artists to share some very troubling messages and sort of plant those ideas in the ears and in the heads of their listeners. But I also don't feel that it is, as you said, as black and white as that description. And you had also mentioned the idea of a character. And I do think in many ways, although you, Evan Rash, are a musician, perhaps in some ways when you're on stage or when you are holding an instrument, you become a character, which is not to say that you are a caricature of yourself, but in many ways a different version. And so I think both artists and listeners think of music and musicians 
as something slightly detached from our reality, not altogether other or alien from what humanity is and how human beings interact, but as a musician, you are capable of saying and being certain things that the audience is also comfortable with because music does have this otherworldly quality. There are effects of music that many of us, myself included, do not fully understand, and we know how it makes us feel on a very profound and even subconscious level that we may not even be able to articulate. A character in music is very key, and I think that idea can be lost in certain situations, for example, in legal battles where artists are being accused of having not only offensive but problematic and damaging content in their songs, or in cases where people analyze the lyric content of a song alone which does in many ways strip the music of the musical character put forth by the artist or group, as well as the general atmosphere and ambient sound present in a song, which is why it's very uncanny to hear someone read through lyrics that were meant to be sung and performed in a way, and I'd love to know what you think about that. I think in general, when people are experiencing art, but specifically music, they're looking for raw emotion. And vulnerability, primarily, is the word I would highlight. And when somebody's feeling anger or feeling like a very raw emotion like that, that is showing vulnerability. And people can relate to that because everyone has times when they're in one mood or the other and they're in one intense emotion or another. They're maybe in a dispute with a friend or a family member. And when emotions are running high, people make mistakes. And art would not be truly reflecting life if it didn't show the imperfection and vulnerability of people when they're at their worst. And a lot of times for me, songwriting is always sort of a snapshot, sort of of one mood I had or one moment where I was feeling one thing. And in that way, it sort of connects to what we were talking about with a performance or a song showing a character in a way. Because when I play a song that's about me being angry at Kip again, as an example, I'm not always mad at Kip. But in that moment, I was feeling that, and the song synthesized that feeling. That being said, I do feel that the words you choose carry a lot of meaning, and that people are able to isolate certain things you say. If people across the board think your lyrics are truly offensive, then I understand why they would isolate it and maybe make a case for them being problematic in one way or another. And in general, as an artist and someone who writes lyrics, I try to avoid those situations personally. I also feel like the genre that I work within, I don't know what you would call that genre, but I play guitar and I'm in bands. And though sometimes you use profanity, it's a lot of times more about myself and my mind than it is circumstances with people in which I'd be talking about the same sort of things that are discussed in hip hop. I think that in those situations, there's more cases of people isolating certain lyrics and taking issue with them. But I think as an artist, it's something you should always consider because it's a problematic mentality to think, well, I can just sort of say anything because this is art, this is expression. No, I think you do have a responsibility to sort of understand the ramifications of what you say. I absolutely agree. There is definitely a responsibility for all artists, be they musical or otherwise, to consider how the audience will be affected. And I wonder if, as time has gone on and various art scenes, including music, have become more crowded, if musical artists have felt a pressure to be more attention-grabbing and therefore to use maybe more offensive language 
for the sake of publicity and attention, because I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility, and certainly musicians as characters and perhaps even caricatures have done a lot of wild things in the history of music, either to get attention or, as is just as likely in my mind, to express themselves and to be authentic in a way that they truly believe. But we've also discussed a number of negative examples or maybe more uncomfortable examples of what music allows us to say. And although this isn't the focus of the conversation necessarily, I would love to finish by discussing how music can allow us to tap into very difficult spaces of emotion, both as artists and as listeners. And as another example, one of my favorite songs produced by Jedi Mind Tricks, a rap group, is called Uncommon Valor and covers the Vietnam War. And there are a number of lyrics in that song that are offensive and troubling and dark, but it is told from the perspective of a U.S. soldier who fought in Vietnam. And while that doesn't necessarily excuse some of the ideas mentioned in that song, it feels to me, as you had described before, very raw. And for that reason, there is something I can appreciate in the fact that this is a real story, and this is told by someone who has these feelings and who is putting forth something that, in written word or maybe even in a visual art form, might not be as powerful. And there are countless sad songs, love songs, etc., that allow people to say things that are relatable. Or in the case of this rap about Vietnam, if I can't relate to it, I can still on some level appreciate that that person is trying to express themselves. So being someone who majors in music at Kenyon College, I've studied a lot of the music history of Western European art music. And there were always points in music history when people were trying to sort of find what emotions corresponded to certain chords or certain types of chords or certain chord changes, keys, like a major key or a minor key. People got down to the specifics so much with composition that they would try to see what types of musical ideas or sounds sonorities would elicit different emotional reactions. And a lot of this was instrumental music. A lot of it was church music with a vocal element to it, but a lot of it was instrumental. And what I think that those people in history were trying to do essentially was somehow mechanize or formalize the ways that music on its own makes people feel. I think that stems from the truly remarkable thing, which is that music can really catch your heart. The way a certain piece of music sounds can just put you in a certain mood. And when you add lyrics that have emotional significance to already emotionally significant music, the effect can be quite powerful. That being said, when I'm singing about feeling kind of down on myself, talking about an experience, dealing with addiction or something difficult that people in conversation might want to kind of sort of tune out or it's sort of difficult to listen to, those things in the context of music with singing and those words in the form of lyrics, I think the juxtaposition of those two things can very much make people who might otherwise cover their ears, open them up and open their heart to what's being sung. And why that is exactly, I couldn't tell you. I think that's one of the reasons that I am a musician and I am a songwriter is because it's one of the most mysterious, mystic things to me. It's a thing that's largely universal. That's what makes it special. I think that's what makes it different. And before we close this conversation, what would you like the audience to think about after listening to some of the ideas that we've discussed? I'm interested to know if there are people who think you shouldn't be able to say anything in music and that 
just because it's a form of art or expression, it doesn't completely negate the negative consequences of saying just anything in lyrics. I think that's something that can be a very interesting dialogue. And also, is it sort of a cop-out to say, when writing a piece of music or when singing a song, I'm playing a certain character? Is that sort of just giving way to people being able to say whatever problematic or outlandish things they want? I would also be really interested to know what people think about that idea. And for those listening, if you are a songwriter or a musician, even a member of a group, do you feel as though there is a certain character to your music which detaches you somewhat from the lyrics or the compositional qualities of what you have written? Another detail that I would like to stress is that you and I, of course, being white males, have a particular approach to various songs and various forms of music, and I would really love to hear from people who differ from us on the basis of gender or race, ethnicity, nationality, sexuality, and other factors that would set you apart from Evan and I, as we are, of course, only two people, because there are countless approaches to this idea and to this topic that we would love to hear from you. And finally, as many of us, if not all of us, do listen to music, I would really love to know from listeners, are there certain songs you listen to that you acknowledge as being offensive or problematic, but that you enjoy and continue to listen to? And if so, how would you describe your relationship to those ideas and potentially those upsetting descriptions in the music? Do you feel that it changes you or makes you more negative, more apathetic or insensitive in certain ways? Or does it give you perspective? Does it some way inform your positive morality and make you a more open-minded or aware individual? And Evan, I'd like to thank you very much for discussing this with me today. Thanks, Kip. I appreciate you having me a lot. This is something that I think about a lot and never really get a chance to talk about. So thanks again. Of course, it was my pleasure. But as ever, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. As I've just mentioned, we are only two voices and we would love to hear from more. So if you have any thoughts, opinions, feelings, or input of any kind, please reach out to us. You can connect with us via Twitter or Facebook, where if you like our page, you'll receive weekly updates when we post new episodes. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to and reviewing the show, as well as sharing it with someone you think might also enjoy it or get something out of it. And as always, we thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off.